Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Jesse, your DM. Cody playing Lazarus. Brennan playing Dis. Mike playing Nim. Britt playing Kenna. And we are Double Doubles and Dragons. We're a group of goofy Canadians that have gone together to play a little D&D. Uh, sometimes we will say things that are inoffensive. We mean them as jokes, of course, and they're certainly funny to us, but some people may find this offensive. If you do, we apologize, but we don't want any hate mail about it. So just don't listen, okay? Uh, let's jump right into the action. Welcome back, everybody. So, let's talk a little bit about what happened last session, where the party is, and kind of how things are going. Uh, we'll start with something really easy, Inspirations. I've got Nim and Kenna with Inspirations. Lazarus and Dis have both used their Inspiration. Guys, anything you did last session that you think is deserving of an Inspiration? I massacred someone for attacking my healer. Yeah. Hmm. That is a good point. And Lazarus has been a, I wouldn't say like a completely peaceful fellow, but he's not usually that mad. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. That just leaves you, Dis. Uh, Dis. I'm trying to think how do we resolve. We just fucking murdered that guy, didn't we? We did it. We did it very sneakily. We did it sneakily. I didn't team up immediately with the drow because he was a drow. <laughs> and okay. I seem like I mean that's good. Yes. Um. I guess I don't know. You know, ended up taking the stealthy route through this instead of just trying to jump the guy. That's true. And neither of you, I forget which one of you caught on that dragging his body into that room was going to be bad, but neither of you stopped each other from doing it once you realized it was going to be bad. That's true. <laughs> okay, alright. I think that counts. Um, I like I like you guys having inspiration. It uh, uh, gives you one more roll shot. Just with inspiration, you'll have, it'll be gone. With oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It's okay. So, let's talk a little bit about what happened last session. Uh, let's start with Wallace's Manor. So we had... Who who was left there? Lazarus and Kenna. Yeah. Lazarus, you noticed something weird going on at the back gate. Mm-hmm. Kind of had a guy take over for you and went to go check it out, only to find out that somebody maybe had been watching from there for a while and some sort of plot might have been afoot. You ran back immediately, very good dedication to this man who clearly you hate, yeah. uh, and you came back, you found out that there was some people inside the house, the barrier went up, Kenna was stuck inside the kitchen. There was a dead guard. Yeah, there was a dead guard. Uh, the whole thing kind of went to hell pretty fast. Kenna got jumped by not one, but two assassins, oh. almost died, Lazarus came to her rescue, and then you even got to find a note in the pantry. I mean, you got a lot of work accomplished last session. Uh, the, for those of you that don't remember, the note was a, a little cryptic. Do you still have it? Uh, did I hear that? I don't think I have it. Somebody has it. Oh, God. Is the decanter all over? Well, I don't have any boot sheets. I don't remember taking any with me. So oh. some, I, I was handing around, too. Yeah, I know. Somebody, somebody has to have it. <laughs> I, I suppose I'll mention, while they're all scrambling to look for that, we had a similar situation to this where we had a magical item, the decanter of endless water, mysteriously go missing from everybody's equipment because they lost the card. 
Uh, and you can hear more stories just like that very soon. We actually just recorded a bunch of old history tales from the campaign right before this that has kind of affected our world quite a bit. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when we'll be releasing those, probably in a week or two. Uh, but uh, keep an eye out for those. There, there's going to be some funny stories about Tenors 5 and how they basically doomed the world. Yay. Okay, we found it? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, maybe just read it out real quick. Alright. Uh, <clears throat> Attention all foreman craftsmen. The current delays to the project are unacceptable. All work was found to be performing at a reduced pace or inattentive to their tasks. Must be punished quickly and severely. Anyone not carrying out these instructions will be removed from their position and sent to the Queen's Guard for appropriate punishment. Appeals or complaints of extenuating circumstances will not be heard. Your Lord Regent will not be Okay. So that's what you guys found kind of at the end of your stint last session in Wallace's Manor. And I believe you were just kind of trying to figure out what to do with that. Mm. Also, I believe you fell and were covered in various bakery no, I, goods. I, I, I recall going into the pantry and then immediately slipping on something. The note just kind of went... Yeah, yeah. So you, you have a little bit of baked goods on you. It's a Lazarus cake. Mm. Uh, lightning flavored. Yeah. <laughs> lightning flavored. Tastes like burning. Uh, that takes us to Nim and Dis, who were up to some shenanigans. They were sent to a warehouse that Mr. Wallace is apparently using for some means of something. You met a drow there, uh, by the name of, what, what was his name? Master, Master Discomfort. Discomfort. Uh, and you found out some interesting things there. You found out some sort of chalk is being created. It's being mixed with the blood of virgin girls. You then subsequently found a basement full of virgin girls in cages. And a room just chock full of this finished product of this dust. This, uh, chalk. So, and maybe quite rightly so, you decided, you know what, Master Discomfort kind of needs to die. <laughs> had a very clever plan to trick him into thinking he was under attack by other people, which actually worked out really good. I mean, he did eventually get out and realize the deception, but far too late to save his own life, giving you only the warning that you're all going to die anyway. Then you proceeded to try to clean up what you'd done, dragged his body back into the building, Maybe missing his warnings about how unstable the chalk was and how important it was that only virgin blood was used and kind of dragged his blood-soaked body into the main room where all of the powder is being stored. But we'll figure out what happens with that. (laughs) At the same time, it began, I believe, it began to kind of pulse a little bit and that worried you guys. So you decided to go check on the girls. You got down there, you popped open the cages, and the girls hissed at you and proceeded to attack. That's kind of where we left off, I believe. Uh, Anything anybody's got that they want to remind everybody of to make sure they keep in mind? You have a vial of stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Don't forget, you took a vial. And you have it on you. And, And it's on you. One of you. Dis has it. Dis yep. has it. Fortunately. Yeah. Uh, I guess there was explicit mention that Wallace was trying to make sure there's no choice factory in this place as well. That's a that's a very good point. Uh and I guess I will remind you that you are still on those twin tasks. 
The man with the raspy voice who lends you 7,500 gold told you to protect Wallace. Mm -hmm. And the Thieves' Guild told Dis he should steal something from the pantry. And that's where we were. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, you know what? Can somebody just roll a d4? If it's a 1 or a 2, we'll start at Wallace's place. <laughs> if it's a 3 or a 4, please, please we'll, start with, uh, we'll start with the warehouse. I need to, I need to think more. Oh. oh no. Okay, Wallace's manner it is. No. Alright. Okay, so mm. just to reset the scene, you're still in the pantry. Mm -hmm. Kenna, you are still hurt, I believe, but I think you've healed yourself. I've also sent some more guards there. I'm at 33, so I'm like Alright. I'm okay. Alright, and yeah, you did send some guards to go check on her, and you're kind of just sitting in this warehouse with this piece of paper that I believe you tucked into yeah. your clothing. It's into the chest piece for now. Yeah, so... And uh, I guess my... Like, I know what I'm immediately doing here. Too. Okay. Um, I'm standing up and going back outside the pantry. Okay. How many guards are there? Uh, so there are three there, um, plus the two dead ones on the ground. Or pinned to the wall. Yes. Um... Uh, they've moved them all onto oh. the ground now. Um, is it the same amount of guards as when I came in here? No, there was two more. They went to go check on Kenna. Alright, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you come out, all three of them, they, you know, very quick judge of their demeanor. They they just seem kind of curious and worried. Uh, I Helmets off. If they're all wearing helmets, right? Uh, yes, yes, they are. And then I tell them to take off their helmets. Uh, you can see one of them, like, kind of starts to object, but some kind of things to think better of it. Two of the assassins were already in guard uniform, helmets off. They nod, and all three of them pull their helmets off. Um, you can do a history check to yep. see if you remember and them. And I'll tell them to, to look at each other, too. Sure, sure. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Uh, so you kind of look, and you only recognize two out of the three, mm. but when you tell them to kind of look at each other and see if they know each other, all of them do seem to know each other, so you feel a little less suspicious. Okay. Um. <sighs> One of them finally kind of pipes up, and is just, uh, so, was the box still in there? This one doesn't even know what was being guarded. So there was no box. No box with four locks on it. I kind of was like, let's check out, I suppose. Okay, and he kind of nods and, and proceeds inside with you. Um, and then I'll tell the other two to go down the halls and spread the word of like the guardian of Worms helmets off and just check for guards leaving the building. Okay. Both of them nod run out of the room following your instructions. The one that comes into the pantry with you almost slips mm. on the on the powdery stuff on the floor like you did, but manages to regain his composure at the last moment. Uh, takes a very quick look around, and he turns to you, and his face has gone ashen white. And he just kind of goes, yeah, it's not here. Mm. Well, then, it seems we have a box to find. Alright, from there, I'll tell him that I'm going to the barrier outer wall again and see if what's happened outside since. Okay. Lazarus is going to try. The only thing Lazarus can do now is try to figure out whether or not two guards left or not. 
Fair, fair. Um, as you walk out to go check on the, the outer wall and everything else, uh, you do hear there's quite a bit of shouting as people are passing along your instructions of helmets off, you know, check for people leaving the building. That, that news is getting around. You can hear it being shouted around the building. Uh, Kenna, kind of just as you're finishing up and, and feeling a little better with the healing, uh, the door to the room you're in just bursts open and two more guards come in. Uh, and I immediately kind of, like, look around, and then they're both like, Are you Kenna? Yes? Alright, the, the big blue lizard said you were in trouble. Uh, I'm alright right now. Well, there's, like, still, like, an assassin dead and an assassin tied yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, there's still, like, <laughs> the tied-up guy, and the and uh, they both, they kind of, like, look, and uh, they, they look at the dead body and the tied-up guy, and then they look at you... They, they kind of get that wide-eyed expression a little bit. Just kind of like, uh, should we, uh, like, take him somewhere, or... Probably. We should question him for sure. I mean, he was part of the other crew. They both they both kind of nod. They both look at each other like, all right, to the dungeon with him. <laughs> and they both just kind of go over and Do I know there's a up. dungeon? Yeah, you've been down yeah, that's there. What that, that's where you right. guys sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we are sleeping in the dungeon. Uh, but yeah, they, they both, one takes the arms and one takes the legs, uh, and they both, like, on the way out, they both kind of, like, nod and both, like, ma'am, and <laughs> just kind of proceed out with the guy, leaving you alone with the dead body. I'm gonna check the dead body. Alright, fair enough. Uh, do an investigation check. So I know, I'm thinking of AD, but yeah, I'll use it. Okay. I rolled a one. Oh, no. Okay, Kenny uses her inspiration in a record 12 minutes into the session. And, uh, how was it? I rolled a three. <laughs> I mean, it's better than a one. Six? <laughs> Some would argue. Uh, okay, a six. So, uh, first of all, tell me, what are you looking for on this body, and where are you searching? Everything. And I'm looking for... Um, probably, like, under the armor, at like, the outfit he's wearing to blend in. Mm -hmm. But seeing if I can find anything that, like, a note from, I mean, I rolled a six, it's not going to get me far. Uh, notes from, um, who he's working for, what he was, like, if, anything that would lead me towards, like, what he was looking for, who he works for. Um, yeah. Okay. So you search the body, and it, he's very light in terms of what he's got on him. He's got the armor to help him blend in. He's wearing, wearing very simple traveler's clothes underneath it. Kind of the type that maybe you would see people walking around the market in all the time. So very much blending in clothing. Uh, you check all of the various pockets that you know both of these outfits would logically have, and every pocket you come up with is empty. Uh, until you get up near his collar, and there's a tiny spot sewn into the collar of his traveling cloak. Uh, but there's only one thing in it. Just a little slip of paper, only about two inches by two inches. It's not folded, it's just a slip of paper, and all that's written on it is the time, 11 a.m., which was mm. about eight minutes ago. Alright, I'll take it. I'll go follow where the cards went. Okay, I following after to see where they're taking him in the dungeon. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. In the meantime, Lazarus, you've gotten outside, and there's a flurry of activity. People are keeping a very close attention to the wall, trying to make sure nobody's, you know, getting out. 
Um, as they see you come out, one of the, the kind of captain for the wall, you've talked to him a couple of mm-hmm. times. Uh, he kind of motions towards you to, to come like he's got an update for you. Mm-hmm. And as you're taking a couple of steps towards him, you hear from the second landing through Wallace's big bay windows, just, WHAT?! <laughs> and everybody stops. I suppose I go closer to the guards, like, I keep going toward the captain. Yeah, he kind of, like, he's looking, like, at you, then at the window, then at you, then at the window. Okay, look at him, and then the window, and back at him. <laughs> he's just kind of, like, he gives you, like, the, the quick, like, keep your voice down sign. I mean, just kind of, so, uh, what, what do we got? There appears to be four, not two. Pantry was hit, things are missing. Pantry. The box is missing. As far as we know, they were in guard uniform. There could have been two leaving. Okay, guard uniform. We'll have to check for missing clothes, missing guards, this people that missed the issued, ship. This one issued no helmets. Good idea. Okay. Uh, Anything leaving? Yeah, we closed the perimeter about two minutes ago. Do you think they could have made it out before that? The timelines are tight, but they were known what they were after. Okay. I'm going to get an inventory of everybody that's not on site. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, if they're not on site right now, they were either complicit or possibly may have been duped. Uh, Either way, we have to talk to them. Uh, We're going to check the grounds for any dead bodies uh, other than the ones we know about. Check the guards. And do you guys have any contacts outside the wall? Any, anybody you can get a message out to to start looking for objects? Not at the immediate time being. This one doesn't have his ability to communicate. Okay. Uh, what, do you, what do you need, then? The ring, for the most part. Uh, go to the front gate. Get, get what you need. Very well. Just, just tell them, just tell them, you know, I sent you. Will do. I'll head over to the gate. Okay. We'll take a pause, and we'll go to Nim and Dis. So Nim and Dis, you're in this basement room. It's full of cages. Each one of you had opened two cages before one of the girls jumped Dis. What do you do, first of all, when the girl jumps you? Um, how small is this girl compared to me? Mm, probably somewhere around 13 or 14 years old. Pretty, pretty spry, but, but small. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to just move to the side so I don't get hit by the, the jump out. I'm just going to try to use the momentum of the jump out to kind of like spin them back into the cage. Okay. I uh, I mean, certainly it's something you may be capable of. Uh, do a dexterity saving throw first to see if you can dodge it. Okay, dex saving throw. Uh, I'm gonna use inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's true. Dad, this is inspiration. Yeah, uh, twenty-seven. Okay, and then a dexterity, um, or not a dexterity, an acrobatics check acrobatics. to see how well you can aim that momentum you're trying to redirect. Uh, twenty-two. Okay, 
So this girl jumps out of distance. And he just steps to the side, casually spins, grabs the back of her shirt, and just chucks her back into the cage. Uh, the door just slaps shut behind from the force of her entering it. Uh, just make sure the door is latched on it. In the meantime, the three other girls have circled Nim. They're on all fours, they're kind of crouched down low, and there's a vague glint in their eyes, just a little bit of yellowish to them. And they're just kind of growling at you, and they're crouched down, but they don't seem to be doing anything yet. Concerning? <laughs> I'm going... Go ahead. I'll walk over to the, the circle around him. Are you trying to be quiet? Or uh, no, trying I'm to trying to be, like, non-threatening. I'm trying to put them at ease a little bit. Like, okay. they're, like, wild okay. dogs. <laughs> How are you putting them at ease? I'm just going to, like, make sure my weapons are still... Like, I haven't taken them out yet, so... Of I'm course. holding my hands up and then just kind of, like, slow approaching, but making my movements sort of obvious. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to go, It's okay. We're here to help. All right. Batman trying to calm the <laughs> I'm sure it works. Uh, roll... Roll Persuasion. I'm not super persuasive. Let's see how this goes. Uh, 13? Okay. So you come up and you're kind of like, Whoa, let's calm down. And you do notice two of the girls, the ones that are closer to you, they're not calmer, but they don't seem to be quite as arched anymore. The one furthest away from you on the opposite side of Nim still seems to be kind of like edging from side to side and is still kind of very, very hunting mentality. Uh, I'm go I want to get closer to the last one then. Okay. Also, I'm going to be crouch down, try to get on, like, their eye level. Um, but I'm gonna be in a crouch, like, I'm not gonna be sitting down, I'm gonna be crouched so I could actually move if I needed to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, uh, I'll do, I'll continue, like, I'll try to get a bit close, so I'll continually be getting, like, slightly closer while doing it. Like, it's like a, you know, wild dog or something like that, and you're just, okay. You're trying to calm them down, but you're trying not to get bit at the same time. Sure. Like, shh, we're not going to hurt you. We're here to help. Nim, at the same time, what have you been doing? Okay, so when they pop out and they look all mean and menacing, I'm going to uh, cast Minor Illusion twice. Okay. I just want to make sure I can do what I'm thinking of doing. Sure, go ahead. So, what I want to do is I want to minor illusion a teddy bear mm -hmm. into, like, near me somewhere, but not on me. And then I want to minor illusion the sound of it saying something like, Don't hurt the little one! He's your friend! <laughs> oh my gosh. I like it. Okay, so... Due to your combined efforts, Dis, you're moving a little bit closer, and that third girl seems to be kind of calming down. Like, again, that the, the back is a little less arched, the face is a little less threatening. Nim casts his two minor illusions, the bear and the voice of the bear. 
they seem to relax a little bit more. Um, and one of the girls is even kind of like, you can see like she's kind of, she starts kind of reaching out towards the bear. Kind of like, oh, so cute sort of thing. Um, she grabs the bear, which is obviously not corporal because it's just a minor illusion. And as her hands sink into the bear, the bear flickers for a second and you watch as her hands and forearms pulse red for a second and then grow. She goes from having like 13 year old little dainty arms to having like the arms of like a martial artist. They pulse up and all the muscles expand. And she kind of immediately gets right back down to that aggressive crouch. Whoa. That's not good. Yeah, every... Oh boy. Alright. Um, was it's Maybe Mary one of these that jumped out? Uh, you haven't gotten to her cage yet. The, the Maybe Mary's cage was further in the back. I'm just gonna continue talking to the now more buff one. Uh, and just... <laughs> We're, yeah, I'm just continuing the same thing. We're, we're not going to hurt you. Things okay. We, can you talk? Can you communicate what happened? Or not what happened, but... Um, <laughs> not what happened. Do you like unicorns? <laughs> Do you like little bears? Because we have a gay unicorn for you. <laughs> um, so none of the girls are talking. They're all that very low, guttural sound, especially the one now with the bigger forearms and hands. Um, but they're still not attacking. But they're definitely, like, you really do get the sense of kind of, like, wounded animals. They're they're very much on the edge. The one in the cage, by the way, that you tossed back in there has been going ballistic for the last, like, minute or so. She's I'm, shaking the cage back and forth. And I'm just, I'm, a, I'm gonna stand up. Uh, I'll back up first, and then I'm gonna stand up, and I'm gonna go back to the cage with the girl I tossed in there. Okay. Like, I didn't want to hurt you, I'm just... We just want you all to be all right. Non-threatening motions again. Okay. Um, how good. close am I to maybe Mary's cage? Uh, if you went back to the first cage you opened, that's back towards the front of the room, so you're further away now. Nim is closer. He's about four cages away. Uh, I'm going to go back to maybe Mary's cage. Okay. Uh, once again, as non-threatening as possible. And uh, just try to get a glance in there and see if it is Mary or... We'll okay. see if there's any uh, more education I can get. Okay. Uh, Nim, in the meantime, can you perception check for me? If you try. It's a tall order for you. <laughs> nope. Uh, so, uh, 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 11? Um, yeah. What's your passing? 12. 12. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Dis, you move to the cage, and you're kind of taking a look, and it, it's it's hard to tell. It it looks like Mary, but they all kind of look like Mary. <laughs> um, while you're doing that, Nim is still surrounded by these three girls. Uh, in a different situation, he might be happy, but uh, right now he looks scared. And they're they're not moving in on him anymore. They've even maybe taken like one kind of back step away from him a little bit. But um Nim, you're getting a a weird smell 
is is kind of starting to build up in the room. Kind of kind of sulfury and a little like uh like hot pepper. I have your Yes, we gotta act quick. Something's about to blow. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> I'm getting a weird smell over here, man. I don't think this is good. What do we? What do we do? We can't just let them go free like this. Who else? Do we. I want to touch my ring. Okay. Um. What was the game we haven't seen in a while? And then sit there contemplating for a second. <laughs> um. Uh, Nim, by the way, have you gone to Mary's cage as well, or are you not moving? What are What are you doing? Uh, I'll move over to Mary's cage as well because I was the one with the key. Yes. Well, I'll give it a try. I'm going to touch my ring and I'm going to go, Lil. Are you there, Lil? There's a small pause, and then just kind of, yes, dis, yes, uh, really quickly in a bit of a. Pickle right now. All uh, right, go ahead. Do you know of any way to cure girls, or have you heard of? I, I want to explain like the symptoms. Their eyes are yellowing. Um, they're acting like rabbit animals. Uh, and then I want to explain the red in the arms. Like he, okay, she just went out and touched the, the illusion, and suddenly she got super buff. I don't know what's going on with these girls. Do you think there's any way to cure them? I'm not familiar with that specific set of symptoms, I'm afraid. Um, it does sound like they're reacting to magic, as you mentioned. I, I'm honestly not sure about a cure. I wouldn't even know what they have. Uh, if you can get them to somewhere with a medical professional, that, that may be better. How many cages, or how many girls would I say is inside this uh, room? It's seven. Seven? Seven in total, including Maid Mary. I want to, there's like seven of them in here. I don't know if we could control them if we let them loose. They might just attack people. But we can't leave them here. I think the room's about to explode. Oh, um, okay. Uh, and she kind of, like, there's a pause. Time is of the essence. <laughs> <laughs> Di- uh, Nim, in the meantime, while this is having this conversation, you walk up to Mamie Mary's cage. And as you get closer, the girl inside kind of sniffs the air ever so slightly. Like, you get kind of that... (laughs) And then there's just a very soft... Is that... Is that my little hero? Uh Uh Uh-oh. At the same moment, Lil comes back... Dis, look, if... If you're running out of time, and they're reacting to magic, and the room is about to explode with what I assume is a magical source of explosion, you may need to put them down before that happens. It's not ideal, but it is the safest. These are like 13-year-old girls. Believe me, I understand. Ah, reiterate this to Nim. Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll use me, well, because it's like a higher-up cage, right? Yeah, hers was on the second level. Okay. And did I hear her? Probably not. Probably not. Very, very soft. Yeah. yeah. Even okay. even Nim is probably not sure if he heard it, or if that's just what he wanted to hear. I, I will ask, though, because I would have seen Nim go to the cage. Yep. Does that seem like Mary to you? I think it's her. I heard her say something about my hero. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
What, uh... Um... How much time do you think we have? Like, we're probably gonna have to teleport our asses out of here. Fuck. Uh... Um... <laughs> I want to go around. I want to look at the girls in the cages. Which ones are freaking out the least? Um, maybe Mary is freaking out the least of all of them. There are two more in the cages that really haven't reacted to your presence at all. Uh, and then there is the four, obviously, that you already know of. Um... And when we opened the cages originally, did they pop out, like, the second we unlatched them? Or did they wait to see that it was actually open? The one that jumped out at you was immediate. The other three seemed to have kind of come out a little more slowly towards Nim. We should... Hold on, I'm gonna go along, I'm gonna unlatch every cage. Okay. I, except for the one that I had to lock because she's freaking the fuck out. Okay. While you're moving around to the cages to latch them, uh, Nim, you're still at their height very much because they're crouched down. Uh, at that low level of the floor, that smell is starting to get stronger. Um, and you notice just as Dis is kind of finishing unlatching all of the cages, that there's a slight, like, smoke on the very bottom of the floor now. Like, it's kind of staying very low to the ground. And the three girls that are on the ground, their hands are getting bigger on the ground. I want, I want to, so I unlatched the cages, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't open them when I did it. I right. want to back up a second and say, anybody who wants to make it out of here alive, come out and grab my arm. Okay. They don't seem to understand you. No. They're, they're slowly crawling out, kind of curious, almost like rabid dogs. Mm. Um, Nim, have you done anything with maybe Mary's cage? Uh, I was using Mage Hand to unlock it. And right. And I was going to unlatch it with Mage Hand. And... Yep. Uh, as the door swings open, she doesn't really move. She's still curled up in a ball. I'm like, is that you, Mary? You got to get out of here. There is a very soft, like... Can't move. Uh, I'll go over, or whatever. That probably not. I'll uh, I'll show to Des and be like, Des, I need your help. Mary can't move. I'll run over to the cage. Okay. And I'll carefully once again, like, reach in somewhat urgently and try to grab her without getting mauled. Okay. You reach in. You start to kind of lift her up, like, and, and she's she's fine. Like she's yeah. more quivering than anything else. Uh, while you're doing this, because you two are at the back of the room now, the girls, except the one that you left in the cage, have come out into the middle of the room, and they're all still kind of doing that low territorial growl, but the three that have been on the ground the longest, they're definitely getting bigger. Uh, not just their hands now, but every, like, you can see their size increasing. Um, their skin color is darkening as well to, like, progressively darker shades of red. Uh, I'm going to do one more look over the room. I want to look for any of the women other than Mary, who looks in any way like they have some humanity left in them. Roll a perception check. Uh, passive is... 15. 15. Not that you can see. 
Nim, this has maybe Mary. What are you doing as these girls are progressively getting bigger? Uh. Hmm. Um. Like this. Should teleport to the market rung. I got this, buddy. Are you sure? Oh, I mean, I'm not proud of what I'm about to do, but I think it needs to be done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of look at them. Be like, all right. I'm gonna, while I'm holding Mary, I'm gonna touch my ring. And go or try to teleport to the market rung. I mean, I'll touch the this. Ring. Uh, yeah, sorry, the farm ring. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Okay, this gives the slow nod, grips Mary a little tighter, and presses his ring and disappears. This, this, this. Okay, and then I kind of want to back up, like, into the corner. Okay. Uh, what I would determine is, like, further away from the room with the chalk in it. Okay, as best you can, yeah. As best I can. Uh, what are the girls doing? Uh, their growls are getting deeper, and they're getting bigger. Okay, uh... Damn it. Um. Shit. Okay, I'm just gonna do it. Uh, how like how far away are they? Uh, they're all grouped up in the center of the room, except the one that Dis left in a cage, which is a little bit closer to the front, but the room's not that big. They're only, they're maybe ten feet away from you and ten feet away from each other. Like, the whole room's only about fifty by thirty. Okay. Um. cast this in a while, so I'm not sure. <laughs> can just see Nim in the middle of this intense situation. He's just like, hang on a minute, I gotta check my spell. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh, looking up there, like, sure yeah, what's else? Like, one, two, three, and now. Yeah. He's like he's like flipping through the book, then he like looks up, sees they're getting bigger. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Hopefully this doesn't make them even bigger. And I go, Mind spike! <laughs> and I cast a fireball into like so it won't hit me, but it'll hit basically all of them. Okay, well, uh, at what level? Uh, just at the third level. Okay. And as I cast it, because I'm assuming bad shit's going to happen with the sulfury smell and all that, um, I want to be ready to teleport to the farming room, like, ASAP. Okay, so, so you're I basically... Mind like, spike teleport! This going to show up, like, black. Oh my god, my god. hair is, like, blown back. I have no eyebrows. A drow child. <laughs> okay. Um, roll your damage. Is it... It's eight or eight. I'm pretty sure it's eight. Let me... Let me roll the various saving throws. Yes, eight and six. I got him. Okay. What's your DC? For, oh, it's... I think it's... 16, yeah. And there's six of them, because Mary's on... I really hope you didn't just turn them all into, like, magical heal pulse or a fireball. That was all damage, though. 
There's a lot of... The other day, the surf and turf fucked up the world, and all of a sudden they unleashed... And immediately teleported out? (laughs) (laughs) The teleport rings are a double-edged sword. (laughs) So... 27 damage? How much, sorry? 27. 27? Okay. To those who didn't save... Does that mean they grow by twenty seven percent? Probably. No. They're no. probably just rampaging two thousand seven hundred percent. Two thousand seven hundred percent. Okay, so what everybody sees, because I can't tell you what happened in the room, you're all gone. But I can tell you what you see. So Nim, you see the fireball traveling towards them. And all of the girls kind of peek their heads up and their eyes widen. And there's that momentary, for a bare moment, they look just like 13-year-old girls again. Like there's that moment of terror in their eyes. And then you disappear. Dis, you've just gotten to the farming run. He's maybe six seconds behind you. You have just enough time to look around, make sure you're where you're supposed to be, and Nim just immediately appears in a puff of vaguely reddish, vaguely blackish smoke as he comes out just a little singed as the fireball was just kind of getting to him as he teleported out, but otherwise seems unharmed. Kenna, you're still inside the house, heading into the deeper levels um, towards where these guards are taking this assassin to the dungeon. All you feel is a brief shake. It's just for a second. like, Like if somebody had just a brief aftershock. The guards you're following kind of pause for a second and look around, and but nothing's damaged. It was very minute, and it, they just kind of shake their heads and keep going. Lazarus, you're outside. Mm-hmm. There is no sound at first, but there's a glow in the distance, and it catches your attention because it's a very deep shade of red. Mm. So it's kind of like it's kind of like all of a sudden like, outside of the Stronghold Sunset. You're, like, red. (laughs) And you look over, and there's... It's not huge, but there's this pillar of red light shooting into the air. It reaches about 200 feet before it just immediately snaps off. And then about five seconds later, there's a rumble, a loud bang, and just the faintest smell of sulfur. Uh, and then everything's fine. Well, uh, focus on something else right now. <laughs> yeah, several of the guards outside kind of look and are like, what the hell was that? But it, it, they're fairly well trained, and they very quickly get back on task as well. Mm. Okay, um, we're a little early, but I, I think it's an appropriate time for a break. So we'll be right back. Yeah. Wow, what a cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen next time. Uh, seriously, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Uh, if you liked what you heard, share us with your friends. If you hated what you heard, share us with your enemies. Uh, seriously, though, like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll find out what happens to Double Doubles and Dragons next time.